Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Kellen Kivlovsky. How are you today? Very good. Nice to to meet you. I am happy to be here with you today. There, you do some amazing work, and you know I talk to a lot of people about investing, and we hear about all kinds of different stuff. But you do some amazing work. So, I want to share a little bit about you and this awesome work you do. Absolutely, more than happy to do that. And it's really. Uh, there is no um, secret formula. It's really a, a situation where we surround ourselves with successful people, people that are passionate about our industry, and people that uh, you know have uh, had some really good results in the past. So, for myself, uh, I've been in the junior mining space uh, for about twenty years. Uh, I do come from a business background, so you know, not uh, prior mining experience. But I really did have genuine passion. I had a genuine passion for the junior mining space. And the reason behind that is that, you know, it's a very high risk sector, as you know. But, um, you know, the, the 1% make it through. And really, the key of success is that low. And, um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I've been fortunate to be part of that 1%. Uh, but really, uh, 20 years ago, I knew very little about mining. Uh, I just knew that I have a passion for it, so I went on and researched it. And really, by following the passion, I've landed my first you know, senior executive role in my mining space almost 20 years ago. Uh, and being able to be together with a group that uh, created the value from nothing to about 200 million in shareholder value that we created over two years. Uh, and then moved on and did kind of the same thing a few more times. My most recent uh, success was the involvement with a company that's called Tudor Gold. Uh, it's about you know 400 million market cap. It was really the geologist who's now the CEO, Ken Conkin, and myself as director of corporate development that really got that company going. When I joined the company about roughly three years ago, uh, we were trading about 25 cents, uh, stock around about $4 in the course of about nine months. You know, lots of people made good money there. Uh, but of course, you know, we also got our hands on a very good project. So, you know, after having completed this last success, I was basically uh, always the bar is getting higher and higher. So it's like, where can we kind of do it again? So I've been on hand for effectively creating a, a, a new company. So Goldplay Mining is the company that I've created roughly about nine months ago. Uh, it's a newly listed company. It's listed both in the US on OTC QB um, and its trading symbol is AUCCF. And it's also primarily listed in Canada on TSX Venture under the symbol AUC. But what's unique about the company, you know, that's what makes us different, I think. Um, again, the people, the management, the team, board of advisors have proven success in the space. I'll give you just one example. Uh, the chairman of our advisory board is, board is a gentleman called Walter Coles. He's also the CEO of Skina Resources. And uh, Skina, it's really the most recent success story in the junior mining space. It's a billion dollar company. 
And I go uh, as long as, you know, seven, eight years back with Walter when we we're both running, you know, small companies like $10 million market cap or sub 10 million and, you know, skin and breakthrough. Um, so he's also a major shareholder in Golpe and a big supporter. And, you know, we do have other, other people involved, but really it's a, it's a situation where we put together uh, a group of vested people that for majority, they are also shareholders and they invested money in Goldplay when we created the company. But also we have, you know, projects that can hold the potential of making a major discovery. Uh, we really have a dual focus and this by design. We have an early stage focus in British Columbia where we're basically chasing the next major discovery. And then we counterbalance that with more advanced like brownfish projects in Portugal, which are comprised of like past producing copper and gold mines um, just to balance the risk. So, um, you know, I won't go too much into the projects, but really on the BC side, uh, we will be the first company to ever drill this project properly. Uh, we have the money in the bank to begin drilling um, and the plan is in place to start drilling this summer. Um, results are quite impressive in terms of what has been historically found in the project. We ourselves announced uh, results up to 1.2 kilo silver and about two ounce gold. So there's definitely um, some real potential that we're going to be going after. So stay tuned for results later this year. And in Portugal, you know, we are very fortunate to have attracted um, somebody that's run the Landin mining operations for Europe. Uh, it's a gentleman who lives in Portugal. His name is Jose Mario Branco, and he's actually our expression manager in Portugal based in the country. Uh, and it's through him that we've got our hands on some uh, projects that have the potential to uh, restart mining. You know, those are projects that have been producing for most part copper about 25, 30 years ago at the, at the time when copper was about, you know, 70 cents a pound. Today it's 450. Um, but more importantly, what's unique and what's uh, very attractive is Europe, like the rest of the world, is making a big push into electrical vehicle. So, you know, if people, most people don't know that, yes, we need a lot of lithium, of course, for the batteries, but in terms of quantity of metal required for electrical batteries, copper. You know, you need a lot of copper to produce an electrical vehicle. So Europe is currently importing 90 plus percent of its copper needs from other places. As a result of, of this, um, what's been happening now in, in Europe, uh, you see many states and many countries encouraging mining within the European Union. And Portugal is just an example of that. Uh, as recent as last year, they published a new mining law and we're really seeing genuine uh, willingness and cooperation from the government uh, through my meetings with them throughout last year. And why not? It's really a clear signal that, yes, you know, Europe realized that they have to open up the mining sector because they need those metals and they can't rely on, you know, China and other places for, for their metal needs. So, you know, why is important? Because we are kind of there at the right time. That's how we feel about it. We are not only on the right projects, but at the right time. And uh, as you know, anything in business and life, it's a little bit of luck too, right? So we kind of feel a bit lucky that, you know, we, we managed to get our hands on those projects at the right time in Portugal. So uh, we're very excited about um, both Portugal and, and Canada. We should be. And I, and I love how you're hedging 
one thing for another where you've got in Portugal, you know, you've, you've been able to get things and resources out of that area before we're in BC, not yet, but you just, you know, again, I, and I'm not an expert in this field at all, but if, if you think about, you know, the Western coast of North America, you know, California, of course, you know, long history about gold. And you know, for me, just being as simplistic as possible, it's hard for me to fathom that the gold would just only be restricted to that part or that edge of the continent. You think that it would be, you know, further north and obviously in Canada and, and, you know, with, you know, Canada and winters and all of that kind of stuff, it's an area that like, well, a lot of people, you know, didn't think that there would be, you know, the ability to get oil out of, you know, in Canada. Well, we know, we know how that turned out. You know, yes, you know, with the oil sands and it, and that's, that's bode very well for, for the Canadian economy and, and, and for society to be able to do what they do with that. And, you know, the same thing would be for, for gold and other minerals. It, it, I, I would quite frankly, I'd be surprised if you didn't find it in there. And which again, just opens up the door for all kinds of opportunities um, for exploration. And in, in the, one of the things you mentioned too, is I know a lot of organizations have wanted to mine in certain parts of the world, but there's been restrictions. Of course, you know, China's very protective of, of their lands and all of that in other areas for centuries have said, no, absolutely not. But now we're starting to see, you know, like you said, you know, there's some jurisdictions and areas of the world that are opening up because, you know, they need to reap the benefits of, you know, finding minerals that, you know, like copper and gold and, and other things as well that you know, in all likelihood are, you know, under their feet. But it's, you know, a case where you know, they've said, no, we can't do that. Well, opening up now and, of course, working with organizations like yours that has extreme expertise in, in knowing what they're doing, I think it's going to bode well for, for everybody involved. Oh, I agree. And that's a very good point. And, you know, if you put it bluntly, you know, mining, we can't stop. You know, we, we are functioning as a society. We're having this interview because, you know, there's metals in the computers and, you know, so it's something we need, right? And really, Canadians are known globally in the world because, you know, Trumaker have been involved in many places in the world as leaders. You know, we really take the sustainability and, and those things very, very serious. Um, and, you know, we, we do have a very good reputation, actually, throughout the world as a result of that. When it comes down to, for example, our projects, you know, those are not projects where we think we're going to find gold. No, there is already gold accuracies. There is some previous work that has proven, uh, you know, the existence of significant gold. And yet we are the first to unlock it, uh, first to basically make holes and prove it up, which is exciting. You want to be there as an investor in the junior space. You want to get in at that point. Of course, there's no guarantees. And that's why you hedge your bets. You know, you are not putting all your investments in gold, for example. You are putting whatever you're willing to wait a little bit and possibly risk to make that return. And again, when you invest in junior mining, and which may be new for, for many people, um, you have to do your homework because, you know, junior mining is very capital intensive. There's no revenue. We're spending money. We're spending your money as an investor, right? So you really have to look, okay, uh, uh, what's the track record of those guys? Did they make money or lose money for shareholders? And, you know, that's where it's a very clear thing. You can hide it. So, you know, we are very fortunate that 
pretty much everybody involved in the company has been successful and it's created significant shareholder value, right? And uh, that's why I think, you know, the first thing you look, and then second, you look at, you know, where is the project at, you know, right? Because really the most possible return on investment is when you make the discovery, right? When you, when you really go from nothing um, to something significant and, you know, I gave you the example of Tudor Gold from 25 cents to $4. It's, you know, 15, 16 times the money because there was a discovery, right? So that's the type of potential you, you have. Of course, you know, the, there's also a risk that you lose all the money, hopefully not with gold pay, but with other investments, right? So that's how you have to look at it. And, um, you know, if you want to get exposure to, to precious metal, for example, you have really, in my opinion, three choices. And I think you should do all three. Physical metal, you go and buy a, Bullion, you go to the bullion exchange house in your town, you buy whatever you can afford them. One ounce of gold, 10 ounces of silver, whatever you want. Keep it home or put it in your safe. You go back, you need cash, go back, then you get cash, right? So you can, this is an instant cash gratification. And, and you know, really gold has preserved value for thousands of years. And there's a study done, it was really simple. Uh, how much you pay for a loaf of bread in gold grams 2,000 years ago and today, same amount. Also, gold it maintains your purchasing power in an in inflationary environment. And then this first. Second, you know, you have, I would do investments in senior producers, like companies that produce physical metals, big guys, you know, big names, Gold Corp, Newmont, you know, stuff that's secure and safe. Right? The rate of return won't be as high because it's predictable. You know how much money you're going to make. So you're going to make some money. And then third would be, you know, speculative. Pick your juniors, pick something that maybe invest in five companies and one works out, you already made up your money, right? So that's where kind of gold play fits. So I will really encourage people to consider all three type of investments when they're looking at the junior space. And that way you, you hedge your risk and, um, you know, you get exposure to, to precious metals. I love that way. It's a great way to set up a portfolio. Now, mind you, we're, neither one of us are financial advisors, so do your own research and, and figure it out. But I, 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 for, I, for one, like that. You know, having you know a, a bag of you know the the predictable. It's going to generate some revenue consistently, and that's good. And then having. Uh, especially, like you said, you you pick five of the speculative ones, and you know, a lot of people think, well, yeah, four of them didn't do anything, but one of them might, and that one might could, you know, set you up for life, depending on how much you invest in the situation. And, un- and understanding too that, you know, mining is not this. And society today is very instant. We want instant gratification on everything. Mining takes a long time. It's not like, okay, here's a here's a piece of dirt. All right, let's grab the shovels and start digging. Okay, yeah, the, yeah, that's how they did it during the gold rush days, you know, in, in, in California. But now we, you know, there's all types of different technologies and equipment and everything like that to look at things. And even then, you know, we we as far down as it could go. In, into the earth, it, you, you don't know until until you find it. So there's efforts, and of course, you know, we have to be very protective of what we're doing as well, not to damage because you could find something, but you could end up damaging things. And and it's again, you know, even going back to the the BC example, you know, it's it, it you know, it just it's for me. Part of me is it's mind-boggling. Going, you know, gold in BC, it's like, but then, like as I said before. 
it makes a lot of sense that you know there's a good chance that there's going to be uh, some of that you know in there, and then of course you know the further north you go, who knows what you know you know what you'll find up there because again that's uncharted territories when it comes to you know mining types of situations. So uh, again, from an investment standpoint, and again this is not investment advice, but you know look at these companies, and of course yours with the background of you and you know the other people that are involved you know what you're doing so you're not you, and we're investing we, we invested our own money like you know i'll give an example even everybody including myself we acquire shares with cash it's not like i've got a bunch of free shares that you know because i'm the founder no we've actually bought shares like we we basically on the same page with the investors if coming doesn't go well we, we're losing our own money right so you know and and, I, and really that's actually another thing investors should look at does the management own shares in the company right because you want to be as an investor the same table and the same type of risk you know with uh, um with management right yeah management gets compensated for what it is doing that's fine but it's really the the investment did they invest money you know, are they really believing in the story? So did they put their own money? And if you look at our company, myself, the chairman and chairman of our advisory board, and pretty much, pretty much everybody, I think one or two, it's where they came a bit later, they didn't invest yet. But, uh, you know, 90% of the people involved have invested in the company um, because you want to be on the same, um, you know, you, you want to be vested, right? So I think that's another thing uh, investors should look at when, when investing in the companies. And maybe one more thing I would touch up on, which you mentioned BC. NBC um, really holds probably one of the world's largest undeveloped gold resources period. You know, like literally in British Columbia, uh, with the likes of Seabridge, you know, Tudor Gold, and, you know, a bunch of, uh, of others. Uh, if you combine all those uh, resources in terms of how many million of ounces are in BC, it's probably one or sec first or second in the world, right? So talking about undeveloped, like things that are kind of proven. Um, and then there's another thing which is very interesting in BC. There's, you know, the retreat of glaciers that's been happening as a result of global warming, you know, something that unfortunately we're all facing right now, right? It's uncovering ground in those areas that has never been seen before. So we do have that situation actually on those projects where, you know, literally in the last 10 years, there is new ground nobody's ever seen ever, basically. And our judges are being able to work on it, grab the samples and find gold. And, you know, those findings that we even announced a few weeks ago, I mentioned one kilo gold, silver and two ounce gold. Those are basically areas that have always been covered with ice. And, you know, in the last... Uh, summer, you know, those have been exposed and geologists went and found those areas, right? So it, it's a very unique opportunity. Why? Because, you know, you want to be investing and be, you know, involved with the company at this stage. Why? Because that's a, the biggest uh, chance of return, right? You, you really, um, you know, I, I give you the example of Turgold again, you know, went 25 million to 500 million, right? 20 times. Um, this is when it happens. It doesn't happen when you found it and you put it in production. You know, you won't get that type of return. You know, if you want to get a significant return, you have to be willing to go early stage. And um, gold play is not too late for you. We've been trading for about nine months now. And it's really, it's been until now for time, the time to focus on the strategy. We've made more acquisitions. We are now really, uh, this would be our first year to begin real work on the project. So 
you know, as an investor, um, considering gold play, it's the right time to, to get involved. You want to get involved before the results are out, right? You want to get involved now and uh, in anticipation of uh, what's coming um, after the work has been done this summer. Like the old saying goes, the early bird gets the worm. And in this case, the early bird gets the gold. So I've loved our conversation today. Where can people find out more about you and this awesome work that you're doing? Absolutely. Well, we're easy to find. You can just Google gold play mining uh, or gold play mining. That's it. It's our website. My direct email address is on the website. It's actually my first name, Kathleen, at goldplaymining.ca. You also have my personal phone number there, and uh, I encourage everyone to call me for anything, even if you want to find out some my opinion about something in the industry or anything, really. Uh, I do try to answer every single investor request, and uh, you know we are very open-minded and very easy to access. So we welcome your... Um, interest and if you want to stay in touch and watch us you know didn't make an investment decision yet you can sign up to our newsletter uh, again through our website and that, that gets you on our list and you'll be able to see how things progress that's awesome and i'll definitely have that in the show notes so thank you again for being on the show and congratulations and continued success in, in all of these endeavors thank you so much great talking to you Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.